Hi, my name is Alexandra Valuda, and I'm a former AmeriCorps service member. Healthy Minds Alliance is an innovative AmeriCorps program managed by Health360 that engages AmeriCorps members of all ages and backgrounds to meet critical mental health needs in communities served by their host sites. AmeriCorps members serving with the Healthy Minds Alliance receive a stipend during their 10-month service term and upon completion of their service term, receive an education award which can be used to repay qualified student loans and to pay current educational expenses at eligible institutions of higher education and training programs. If you're interested in becoming an AmeriCorps member or would like information on how your organization could become a host site, please see our show notes for information on how to apply. Welcome, current, former, future AmeriCorps service members. My name is Michael, and I will be your host for today's Healthy Minds Alliance podcast, and I'm also a currently serving AmeriCorps member. Joining me today is Alexandra Waluda, a former AmeriCorps service member who served in the Health Forward program. Alexandra, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Michael. I am so excited to have you here to talk to you today. I always like to start things very broad, big picture. Would you mind just telling me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So again, yeah, my name is Alexandra, and I was born and raised in Connecticut, and that is where I did my AmeriCorps service terms. I did two service terms, actually. After that, I actually am now a current dental student. I attend um, Midwestern University College of Dental Medicine in Arizona. So I made the trek from East Coast to West Coast, uh, and it's been a very exciting and challenging journey, um, but I'm very excited for what the future will hold in terms of uh, my profession of being a dentist. Thank you for sharing that with me. You know, one of the goals for this podcast, uh, one, we just want to talk about mental health and education and awareness, try to help, you know, demystify, destigmatize some things. But we also want to highlight the thing that the AmeriCorps members are doing. You know, we we do hope that maybe someone will listen to this someday and go, hey, that sounds cool. I would like to do that. And they might sign up. So if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about how you found out about the program. Um, I'm starting to hear some commonalities. It's either randomly on the internet because I was looking for a job or I knew someone who did it and they told me. Are you one of those two or something else? Uh, I believe I'm under a different category. Perfect. I, good. Diversify. I love it. Yes. So this was back in 2020. I was graduating senior year of undergrad at Sacred Heart and I had signed up to volunteer for the Connecticut Mission of Mercy free dental clinic. And I was really excited to be a member of that event. They give a lot of free dental services and care to individuals who are in need. And unfortunately, because of the year that we had in 2020, it was um, halted and canceled. Mm -hmm. But as an alternate, I uh, received an email about an opportunity for AmeriCorps and serving um, with the area health education centers in Connecticut. And I was really excited because um, I had just finished school and um, I was taking a gap year as well. So the sequence of events just really mm. worked out. And um, I'm so happy with my choice of um, going through and applying and becoming a member. All right. Fantastic. So, yeah, that is a little bit different than, than what we've seen so far. Yeah. Most of the time, well, I should say, I think all the time when you're an AmeriCorps member, you are connected to a host site. So what was the name of the host site you were with? 
So my host site was Health 360, which is the Northwest Regional um, AHEC Center. Okay. Uh, my last uh, previous guest also had, I think he's also from Connecticut, so it probably makes a little bit of sense. Great. Uh, but you and he were actually the first two I've talked to that were part of what's called the Health Forward Track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't mind, just tell me a little bit about what kind of work or service you were doing through that program. Yes, there's so many things to talk about. Um, but just in a summary, we focused on providing uh, health education and a lot of service opportunities and Um, services to um, youth, collegiate, and community members in Connecticut. Um, And as we were focused in the Northwest region, we were um, out of the Waterbury area. And we also worked in Torrington, too. With that, we did lots of different presentations when it varied from public health ambassadors. So definitely teaching high school students the importance of public health and all the different components that are under this big umbrella term that is public health. We talked about social determinants of health and understanding what that means in terms of um, having financial literacy, in terms of understanding um, education and tying things together. We did lots of events, did the geriatric outreach program too. So we provided um, services and education to the Waterbury Senior Center and educating our geriatric fellow senior citizens about all different sorts of things and in terms of health and diet and connecting all of these things together. But I was talking to um, Akash. Yes, Akash, yes. Yeah, and he was mentioning that same, that outreach to the, to like the elderly folks within the homes. And stuff. So I didn't know if you actually worked with him directly, but that he said some of the similar things about what he was doing. Yes. I mean, we, uh, Akash, Rachel and I, we were in the 2020 to 2021 service year. So we were able to do and collaborate um, all together on all different sorts of projects. So even that itself was so awesome, like getting to do service work with others and sharing those experiences. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about specifically is you did a, you did, I don't know if it's a report or a program, you were part of an initiative that kind of connected oral health to mental health. Uh, Now that you've mentioned that you're a dental student, that (laughs) <laughs> totally makes sense to me. But uh, can yeah. you talk me a little bit more like what exactly what that was, what inspired it? And then like, where were you delivering this or, or where was this kind of worked out of? Yes. So my inspiration for doing um, an oral health campaign was to introduce the educational aspect of dental health and overall health. Um, I feel like sometimes it is just assumed when we think of the dentist, it's just their teeth that they're taking care of. But mm-hmm. It's really more than just that. It's overall health, it's mental, it's physical, emotional, financial health. So really understanding where all those components come together and just bringing that information to, um, we did it to students, we did it to high school students, and we did it to community members. So what we did was we had a presentation that we would give to our high school students and it talked about understanding what oral health is, um, seeing, Um, the different avenues of dentistry, um, knowing what kind of careers are available, um, whether it be an assistant, a hygiene, dental medicine doctor, there's education and educators. So there's so many different aspects to what um, dentistry has. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, you know, diet has a component in our um, oral health. Also in terms of mental health, just that personal feeling of being confident and our self-esteem and 
knowing if we um, are maybe shy about what our smile looks like, that can really take a toll on ourselves. So just opening up that conversation and knowing that there are resources out there and there are medical providers who are there to take care of you and having that individual patient-centered appointment or care um, on what your future goals are as an individual and where you would like to get your smile to and your self-confidence to. You know, it isn't like intuitive, like to think about when you explain right. it, it's like, oh, okay, I can absolutely see how that makes sense. And, you know, at the risk of oversharing, I hate the way I look when I smile. <laughs> uh, so I, one, don't take very many pictures of myself. So, you know, like my family, there's pictures of my wife and my kids, but I'm very rarely involved in the one taking the pictures. Um, <laughs> and I do this thing where I smirk. So like my, my normal picture smile is this, as I'm showing <laughs> to uh, Alexandra, I, I didn't show my teeth. <laughs> that's just the way I've always been because yeah, I don't like the way I look when I smile. So it is interesting to know how that might connect to other things. And uh, certainly at this point, I'm, I'm an old, old man. I'm not going to do much about it. But if anyone out there is listening, if you're younger, if you don't like the way you smile or the way you look when you smile, there are some things that you can do, some education on how to you know, change your perception about your appearance as well as maybe just change the way you actually look when you smile. So that's nice to know that's out there. Are there any specific resources that we could point people to for that? sort of help or guidance? Yeah, so definitely um, I would go to the ADA website, the American um, Dental Academy. There's an ADEA, which is um, an educational focused site. And even going on any um, college or university website too, um, because even there they have so many resources that prospective students that can look into, but anyone can um, have access to it. So for me, I go to Midwestern, but uh, for Connecticut, there's UConn. Um, so any schools have links available. And there's also, um, even on Instagram and Facebook, if you search oral health, there are so many things that pop up. There's um, one account in specific on Instagram that I like to follow. Her, uh, her name is Teeth Talk Girl, and she's a dental hygienist. And she does so many videos on oral education and knowing what do terms or words like fluoride mean or how to properly brush our teeth. Mm. Or what are different procedures that um, can take place and what does that mean for me? So, you know, understanding what, for instance, a cleaning might mean. Um, one might think it's just getting my teeth clean, but on the other side of it, there's so many other things that go into what cleaning means um, in terms of like our gum health, our bone health. And after that, just knowing what consequences could be if we don't take care of our teeth. Mm. So. We could develop diseases such as um, caries, also known as cavities. Um, so if we're not taking care of our teeth, um, unfortunately, sometimes bacteria or other elements might find that we're not taking care of them and sometimes attack our teeth. And then we fall into um, different habits or poor health, and that could lead to systemic health. So it is really a lot of things that go into it. So um and then I will, I always try to put links in the show notes for anything we mentioned specifically. So as I'm yeah. editing, I'll, I'll put links to make it easy for people to get to. Sure. I will say that, you know, I've, I've not always had the most robust oral health. I was in college. I didn't have dental insurance, you know, so there's a long period of time where I wasn't seeing the dentist. But I had zero cavities for mm. 45 years. Zero wow. cavities. And mm -hmm. now I have like nine, like just nice. within the last two years, every time I go, 
they're finding new cavities. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just age, you know, like all these other factors that have sort of combined together. But yeah, I went from having like the dentist would even say, I can tell you don't clean your teeth as well as you should, but you have remarkably strong teeth to, mm-hmm. oh, found another cavity. So, you know, <laughs> you might be doing well now, but get in the good habits because eventually life will catch up with you. Right. <laughs> you know, it sounds like you had a very positive uh, experience with AmeriCorps. You said you actually went back and did a second term, correct? I did, yes. Fantastic. We love to hear that. <laughs> but even so, there might have been some things that maybe could have been better earlier. Just if you could go back and tell a slightly younger person, you're, you know, yourself, just before you started, what advice would you have given yourself about going into the, pro- uh, to the program that might have made the transition better or help you get more from it? In terms of talking to myself back in 2020, I think understanding that the opportunity we had of serving in the time that we were was such a profound time to do service work. So just understanding that while we were doing service work, maybe remotely or just in a different format, knowing that the impact that it was going to have was going to indeed have that impact. So not being afraid of, you know, thinking, you know, we have service work online and sometimes being nervous in terms of what's the outcome going to be or how many participation or how much participation will we have because of the computer element um, and understanding that not everyone had access to internet, not everyone had access to a computer or a tablet or a phone and being able to get connected with us and participate in those events. Um, Just understanding that it was a time that flexibility was so crucial and um, just being understanding of what um, elements were with us. I'm currently in my second term serving as well. I'm I'm very positive about the the program and the organization. It it works exactly with what I need it to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of a good marriage between the two. But as much of the good that we do in these programs, it's also self-serving. We get stuff from it as well. We get, you know, we get a stipend, but we also get experiences and education. Is there anything that you'd like to point to, specific part, program, a connection that you made, or anything about your service that you feel like you've really taken with you and is, is helping you now, or you can see it's going to help you as you go about your career? Absolutely. So I can think of two things that um, are still um, applicable in my life now from AmeriCorps. Um, one of them being just, well, in general, still being involved in service work. So as a student, there are a lot of things in our schedule, whether it be our classes, we have simulation labs, we have exams, but still in that time, I find myself itching to continue finding service opportunities. So I have been really thankful to find things at my school where I can get involved in. I do different service opportunities with the dental school. So we've done um, Special Olympics and Special Smiles is an event that's coming up that I'm going to be involved in. We're doing oral exams. We have the opportunity to work in um, downtown Phoenix. So we do different um, homeless shelters and events. Um, there are different um, soup kitchens and clothing drives that we can participate in. So it's been awesome to um, be involved with the Phoenix community uh, while I was in Connecticut, uh, in Connecticut community. So being able to work with the local um, citizens and people. Also, with 
AmeriCorps, we were able to do in the oral health campaign, we did oral health um, dental kits and the Connecticut Dental Health Partnership um, was an amazing connection we had made and they helped donate, um, they donated toothbrushes, toothpaste and cloth. And we gave these away at our um, Global Youth Service Day event in April. So we were able to give community members a chance to have a clean toothbrush, toothpaste and floss, and oral health educational pamphlets in both English and Spanish to understand what is oral health, what um, are special tricks or tips on how to brush, and also understanding what dental insurance is. Mm. So getting um, the Husky plan through Connecticut, having access to dental care, um, in whatever capacity they are able to have, um, and knowing that there are providers who can, who they can seek for treatment or advice, consultations, anything like that. Um, that was a really rewarding event to be a part of, um, and seeing the community members come together and understanding that not everyone can have a clean toothbrush or mm -hmm. not knowing like what does floss do. So having that event and having those resources was such an amazing event to be a part of. And I was able to continue that as a dental student here. Our community service coordinator faculty, um, I was speaking with her and I was really interested in having another um, oral health event and dental kit donations. Um, so we were able to do that with the um, Maggie's Place, which is a women's and children's homeless shelter. Oh. So we gave away uh, dental kits to them. And it was just such an awesome feeling to have knowing that there are ways to give back to our members and oral health education for me is such a is such a niche. So getting able being able to do that was really awesome. We haven't talked a lot about on the show. Uh, we've touched on it, but not in depth is how much uh, like education grants, government grants, particularly around education, mental health awareness, mm -hmm. education, they help pay for both AmeriCorps service members at host sites as well as the things that we do. So for example, I do youth mental health first aid training and we don't charge people that attend the classes that I instruct. We, we have a grant that my school basically subsidizes the cost for our students, but we pay for that out of a grant that we got for mental health education and awareness. And then in sort of our pre-talk, you mentioned a little bit about a grant that you had an opportunity not only to get, but you actually wrote the proposal, and then we're awarded a grant, I think you and another member. Uh, so if you don't mind, just kind of, I know that's kind of a vague question, but just tell me a little bit about that situation if you'd like. Yes. So in 2020 and 2021 service year, former America member and I, we collaborated on the Youth Service America after school grant. And what this allowed us to do was we were able to get funding provided for our um, oral health campaign service project. And we were able to get funds for um, hosting a hands-on workshop and kind of connecting the educational aspect and the hands-on and what we were really striving to teach and show and promote to the students. So we were able to use that fund towards Global Youth Service Day. And additionally, we had a hands-on taste-making activity with Play-Doh. Oh. And with this, it was really cool to have students see with themselves like the different anatomical positions and how each person's teeth are unique to themselves. And being able to do that 
we were able to maybe promote or kind of get an insight for some of these students and maybe seeing how maybe healthcare could be an avenue or a career interest for them in the future um, and understanding that. So kind of with um, addition with the funds, we were able to not only do the Play-Doh activity, but we also were able to give those oral health toothbrushes, paste, and floss additionally with the educational materials and just again, promoting that idea of education for our students. And not only could they bring it home for themselves, but they could show and teach their little uh, siblings or their mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or a guardian that they're living with. So really showing and promoting the education to not themselves, but those around them, their friends, family members, um, and just again, spreading the word about what education can really um, do. Okay. And, and you may have mentioned it, my apologies if I missed it, but but when you wrote the grant and, and that program that was developed, was that aimed specifically at grade schoolers, high schoolers, college? What was the uh, target audience for that? Yes, the target audience was high school. Again, that is fantastic. I kind of, you know, I kind of mentioned, but like, you know, when I was in college, I didn't have dental insurance and right. the first few jobs I had out of college, I didn't. It was, you know, I was two or three years into my career before I had got to the point where I could afford dental insurance. Uh, so that's why I had a large gap between when I when I was able to go to the dentist. So it is nice to know that there there probably were things I could have done. There were probably community resources I could have leveraged, but I didn't think about it. I was young and dumb, so I didn't think it mattered. You know who cared? Uh, but it's, it's nice to know that it, that it is out there if people need that sort of advice. Just like anything else, like with mental health, there are so many resources that people probably don't know are out there. And I'm, you know, I'm sure oral health and oral information is the same thing. If, if, we, if we knew to look, there would be something to find. I think that should be a t-shirt. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, I assume you knew that we were going to talk tonight. So I'd like to think that you probably were maybe thinking of some things to talk about, some anecdotes to share. Uh, is there anything that you were hoping that would come up but I didn't ask a good question, so you didn't really have an avenue. Just, just So just pretend I asked exactly the right question and then tell me what you were hoping you'd have a chance to tell me. Another thing that I would love to talk about is the, well, yes, the geriatric outreach program, because that was a really fundamental event and service opportunity to be a part of. Um, just understanding that the time that we were in when the event happened, mm -hmm. it was very isolating and um, being able to connect with our senior citizens at the Waterbury Senior Center was so heartwarming and being able to connect with those that might not have anyone living with them, anyone living near them, um, having that isolation, that vulnerability, um, going through different emotions when it was such a turbulent and unprecedented time. When we were doing phone calls with our senior citizens, I was able to maintain a um, connection with some of our seniors. And it was so amazing to continue the relationship and the friendship with the senior, um, because just understanding that having someone to talk to on a day-to-day -day basis can, or not even day-to-day, -day, um, every other week, mm. or finding that schedule to work with someone to catch up and see what's been happening and converse on all different sorts of topics such as like life or work or school it was just so exciting to hear and be a part of and just knowing that on the other side of it it really could be helping that person and having that conversation and talking and just 
listening and sharing stories and even bringing up different memories mm -hmm. um, that were very prevalent or um, very profound. So being part of that was really exciting and really heartwarming. I mean, America, yeah, it was like two years of my life. So it was just like, I feel like service work. So for me, when I was um, applying to dental schools, I did not um, receive an acceptance my first time applying. Okay. So I was actually a reapplicant. And being a reapplicant meant I had to do something different to my application to see, you know, um, that I am a qualifying candidate. And by doing service work for two years, I feel like one, definitely doing service work, doing service work confirmed that I want to do dentistry, but two, it changed my trajectory of what I want to do in dentistry. So I'm very interested in the public health community route of dental health. Okay. Um, and that's something that I didn't think before I could do in dentistry. I kind of thought too, like dentistry, it's like there's different specialties or just kind of doing the procedures as needed, but it's the environment of doing dentistry that I learned more about. Okay. So being a service member and being able to connect with community members and giving back is something that I'm very, very interested in and will be determined to do in my future. So in any capacity possible, um, just learning how many doors can be opened when giving back to others, I want to definitely continue and maintain that. As we bring this week's episode to a close, I want to once again say thank you to Alexandra for joining me today and sharing a little bit about her experience in the public health track. I really enjoyed hearing sort of a different avenue of how her interest and sort of passion for oral health connected to her work as an AmeriCorps service member. I hope you enjoyed listening as well, and I hope you'll join us next week when we have another amazing guest on to chat with. As a reminder, if you are interested in becoming a service member or have any questions about serving, or perhaps your organization would like to become a host site, you will find information and links to follow in our show notes.